0: The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation. Salvation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Battle for Salvation Wormhammer Underworlds podcast. I am Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. And uh, good to see you all again in the new year uh before we get started a couple tournaments to talk about we have the stamford gw store has decided to make a tournament and that's great we're going to be at that one that is this sunday the uh 16th of february starting at 12 o'clock uh already looks like there might be a pretty good turnout there uh can't wait uh the portal in manchester connecticut january 23rd registration starts at 10 a.m this is a champion style championship style event we also have Tabletop Shop in Newington, Connecticut on Leap Day. Registration starts at 11 a.m. Um, and those are the ones uh, in the in the, the New York, Connecticut tri-state area. But we also have some that are a little bit further afield that we want to talk about. For instance, we have Adeptagon, uh coming up. Adepticon with a G or a C?
1: Adepticon.
0: Con. No, I know. I just said it weird. Adepticon. That's yeah, you March- knew that. I knew that. Uh March twenty-fifth through the 29th. It turns out that I cannot go to this one, but I think I can go next year.
1: Wait.
0: Yeah. Which doesn't help anybody. You going to this one, Randall? Yeah. You're going to Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to represent us there. Um Atlanta, Georgia, Gigabytes Cafe, the grand skirmish, April fourth. And, uh, that's going to be, uh, that's, that's Matt Martine and the, uh, the crit Def crew down there. Uh, that should be a good one. That is an official grand skirmish by the way.
1: So, nice. uh,
0: if you can make it down to Atlanta, uh, I, 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 that would be cool. Um, and then, uh, up in the great North in Canada, they were going to have a grand skirmish up there in, in Calgary. That's uh, Derek Trekwear's, uh group at the Ogres Den Gaming Club on April 18th through 19th. But apparently, they got enough people that wanted to go that it is now Canada's first official Grand Clash event. I just want to give a little applause for that because that's pretty great. And uh, they will be having uh, a, a skirmish as well during that event So go check that out. It's up on the Facebook pages and I'm sure you can. uh, Well, hold on. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, Nope. Actually, it seems like I cut it out. Okay. Anyway, point being they got a grand clash and that's a pretty big deal. So uh, congratulations to them. Oh, Derek is actually messengering me right now. Not enough energy to trash talk. Sorry, bro. Okay.
1: But he said the plug is great. So there you go.
0: All right, so there it is, and that's the uh, the tournament update. Oh, updates. you wanted him uh, to
1: throw some Canadian trash talk at? Yeah, I, used to, well, um, I mean, okay. yeah,
0: but he didn't. He's he says he's too tired. Okay, so it's gonna have to be next time, I guess. All right, so cool. So we did the undies last uh, last month, and we wanted to kind of keep that as its own separate thing, and so now we're kind of back to our regularly scheduled programming, but we missed a lot. So uh, we're going to use this episode to kind of catch up on some stuff. Uh, There was the FAQ last month. There was uh, Warhammer uh, Online dropped. Uh, we saw some really big tournaments, and also the Wormspat and man Mantraptors uh, have been released, and we want to talk about, uh, for this episode, just the universal cards that are in there, and then we'll do faction specifics in later episodes. So let's get started by talking about that FAQ from last month. And we have uh, two banned cards and a few restricted cards uh, that are new. We want to talk about those. Um, Randall, the first one, Keep Them Guessing, got banned and so did aggressive defense and so for a while i've been talking about how uh cards that need to be banned are the ones that are not just played a lot in a lot of decks not just overpowered but on top of that they are confusing or not being used the way that they were intended um and i feel as though these are two very good examples of cards where they were not being used the way that they were intended uh what do you think about these guys
1: yeah, keep them guessing is the big one here. Uh, that was in a lot of people's decks, and mm. this I think we're gonna have to file this one under the um, in, in everyone's deck and confusing category of why it got banned, um, because of the fact that I think in in the one of the night vault FAQs uh, you know a couple of months ago they classified all reactions as actions. If you remember that,
0: yeah. Yeah, every, like,
1: everything that was like on so everything that's a reaction is also an action. And that's relevant for um, if you, for example, like you have a reaction that lets you do an attack action. And then you have a, an objective card that says if you made X many attack actions, then you score this or something like that.
0: Or or, so. or Thundrix reaction where he just does an activation and he gets gets to do that like a gas cloud around him that would count it for
1: for a little while. Right. So they're That's counting those different. as as actions and then keep them guessing just says if you do an action on your fighter card. But I think what what they intended that to be was for somebody like Barklov who has a, a card a, a text on his card that just says action, something he can do as one of your activations.
0: Or Drizget. So, yeah, Drizget. Yeah, something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. Or um does it would would uh, Rastus and Amos count for their empower yeah I the think. empower yeah, yeah that would count yeah. so but ha, for the the thing that wouldn't count would be for example um in yulthari if they roll a crit then that some kind of reaction happens right and that doesn't count right so, and that's
0: really confusing especially to newer players using the card they wouldn't know what counted and what didn't
1: right and they uh they made an faq to keep them guessing saying that reactions don't count Or the fighter action, action on the fighter card. And then I'm sure they must have gotten so many people, you know, just emailing them constantly being like, hey, does this reaction on my fighter card work for keep them guessing? Does this one does this one? You know, and I think they just decided to get rid of it. It was also extremely popular and probably the fact that it gives you uh, two glory is probably not uh, a little too much.
0: And it's a shame, too, because there are some factions that really needed it. Yeah. Yeah, like the the, the Gits definitely needed it. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, too I,
1: easy for factions like uh, was, Grimwatch and Thorns.
0: Curse breakers, right? Yeah. There was that whole thing where, you know, does the does the ghoul call the muster ability yeah. count as one of these? And it mm-hmm. turns out that it does as long as there was one out of action, a uh, Ghoul right. out of action. It does count. So you just get one of them for free and you don't know, even have to spend an activation for it. Um, so I think it was a good call overall to get rid of it but there again there are some factions that are kind of upset that they don't have it anymore. Yep. Uh aggressive defense was just an FAQ nightmare mm-hmm. with reaction windows and when things I, honestly I even reading the FAQs I still couldn't fully understand certain interactions it was really confusing and uh kind of glad it's gone unless you like playing Molog.
1: Yeah, this is a with huge card for yeah. This is Malog's like bread and butter card. This is the thing that makes him, that puts him over the top, and I think used to make him, you know, a, a top tier warband. But he's received a, a hell of a lot of nerfs since he came out.
0: Yeah, and people are not playing him anymore. Yeah, yeah, like just yeah. straight up not playing. I think there's only one at Warhammer World, and it didn't get that far.
1: Right. And with uh, with now with this,
0: yeah, it's rough to play it. him. Yeah. Yeah,
1: this is what this right. was like. His best card.
0: It was. It was among them. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. I. It. It was a bread and butter card, though. I definitely went straight in the deck, no matter what. Um. Uh. Too bad, cause you know, like uh, Rothgorn could probably enjoy it too. But uh, here we are. Um. All right. Next. Uh. We have the three restricted. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Five restricted. You're allowed three in your deck. There are five that got restricted. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So the first one was Scrum. Uh, this is a very strong card, especially with Horde Warbands. But even with other Warbands that are not, there was, you know, that really love to love to battle. Um, it was still pretty good. Um, I was playing it in, uh, in in the Grimwatch, of course. I, I think maybe in Grimwatch you still take it, um, but it definitely need to be restricted because it was very strong for these other Warbands that were very strong. Thorns are another great example of of one that could really use it.
1: Yeah, both of he- them both of the objectives on the list, the Scrum and Temporary Victory, are I think are were both um target target nerfs to Thorns and Grimwatch, because they're the ones that can do it the best.
0: And they're still pretty great even with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's kind of it was kind of like an edge case card in other war bands. You could play it with like, you know, like Magor's fiends or something like that, you know, if you're or uh Something like um, Godsworn Hunt, you know, if you're trying to really get in there on your opponent. Or if you have like a siding attack, you can try to run in there and get the scrum. But um, I don't think it was that important. So I don't think this really hurts the aggressive warbands that much.
0: Yeah, just horde warbands, really. Yeah. Um, but again, gets also have a problem here and uh, and maybe guard. Uh, yeah. I mean, but 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 it, what it does is definitely take those uh, those S tier war bands, those top war bands that are that are, you know, very popular in all those grand clashes and bring them down just a little bit, um, which was kind of necessary. Temporary victory, the same thing, uh, you know, thorns. I think you still take it if you're playing thorns or grim watch. Mm-hmm. You just have to cut one of the other ones well, I out think now. In,
1: in thorns. You definitely still take it because you can get it like on activation one in grimwatch, watch. Exactly. I think maybe you maybe you don't. No, I already have one Yeah, but you already have one in your in your. uh, So if you really wanted another restricted for some other card.
0: Eh, It's so strong. I think you still take it. Yeah. Um, The
1: the, the reason why it's so strong is because it's a surge and it's hard to play around. You need to sort of anticipate your opponent doing it because once they get on that objective, it's too late. You know, once they get on the third one. So the best way to play around it is to like, for example, if they push one of their guys, if they move one of their guys onto an objective, you can like distraction him off. So they either have to play a card or or move somebody else onto the objective.
0: Yeah, it's but but again, still with thorns, especially and, and even with um with Grimwatch, if you have particular cards, you can actually sneak stand on everything before your opponent has a chance to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's why I think you still take it. Uh, Anyway, Rebound, I complained so loudly on this program about Rebound that they heard me and restricted this damn thing
1: because everybody hates Rebound. Well, this was always a a hot argument, right? Like it was always everybody
0: hates Rebound.
1: Right. But everybody hates it, but there was always nobody's going to take it now. There was always and this debate good. on whether uh, it should be restricted or not. And people were saying that it shouldn't because it's too unreliable. And people were it saying it unreliable. should because if if it goes off, it's such a huge um, swing in the game. Yeah. So I think what happened was when they, they put it out in the gift, I think they realized that was probably a mistake to put it out in the gift pack. They could have put and they so restricted many other cards. It just to, they restricted it just to... um. To make people not want to play because now the fact that it only works on the 35% or whatever and it's restricted, yeah. it's I don't think you, have, you ever play this, yeah. And,
0: and it's restricted, I don't think you play it, yeah. uh, even in Thorns decks because I think that there was a good reason to play it in Thorns because you could get uh, what Treacherous Foe off of it, um, maybe have a fighter kill itself, um, that would be a reason to do it, but now I don't think you do. Mm. Because you need space for Scrum and temporary victory and Tome of Offerings or something, so you don't have space for it. Um, another one that got restricted is Transfixing Stare, which before the uh, the FAQ uh, was sorry, no sorry, before the new update to the to the Fart List. I'm still calling it the Fart List. I think that's the best way to call it. Forsaken and uh, restricted tech. Um, the Transfixing Stare was getting a lot of play. And uh, it's really punishing to uh, aggressive warbands who are struggling a little bit right now. So I think it's a good, good one to pop on there.
1: Yeah, that was good. Uh, you know, this I guess was another targeted nerf at, uh, you know, thorns and grimwatch, especially grimwatch. Because if you can like, if somebody has their guy ready to go on the midline in the first action, you just you know trans transfixing stare them they can't get into your territory that's right pretty rough, and it yeah. just messes up
0: their whole thing yeah,
1: yeah or if you're playing thorns and you put all the objectives in the back and your opponent's trying to get to you and you and you put that on there
0: yeah. um
1: it is kind of a nerf for for the uh you know against the aggressive war bands too because that was a good card with them also you know prevents people from moving away at wait oh trying yeah to get to that's them. true but, but um yeah i think it it was um it was definitely a really useful tool. I I I think I actually still run it in my in my Thorns deck just because yeah. I've well, I've been losing to aggro recently, so. yeah. Oh, well, I mean they're, they're coming
0: up a little bit again. Yeah. Um what do you got? Scrum temporary victory transfixing stare?
1: Uh no, I, I uh I have temporary victory, transfixing stare, and Tell of Offerings. Yeah, one one of those. Yeah, some upgrade, yeah. Gotcha.
0: Or, or spirit
1: bond, uh, either uh, spirit bond or or sudden growth, tome of, tome of offerings.
0: Gotcha. All right, something like that. Cool. Um, and then the last one that made it to the restricted list is tome of vitality. And they uh they described it, I remember in an article about how they just wanted to make sure that if you're going to go for tomes, that you really go for tomes so that you have to take acolyte offerings and vitality. Like, if you want to do that, you got to go and do that. Um, which is interesting. I think that the the taking away of these like universal plus one wound thing that we we already have great fortitude. Um,
1: well, and yeah, a lot uh, of warbands yeah.
0: have their own faction specific one. Having another one might be a
1: little like too much. Well, the fact that um, Beastgrave and Nightvault are like sort of in the same standard rot- rotation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there are quite a few plus health upgrades that you can get, especially in your faction. Um, you know, Rothgorn has one and um, Ripa has one to get pl- more health. So maybe I think they were just trying to limit the amount of, um, you know, health they don't want, you know, fighters walking around with nine, eight, nine health all the time, you know?
0: Oh, d- didn't that happen to us the other day when we played
1: yeah, but th- so uh, if you put, you know, you can what still you run Great Fortitude and Hrothgorn's specific one, and he goes up right. to nine. But, you know, that's less, you know, I could have put Tome of Vitality in there too and gone up to. Yeah, it would have been more. Con- well, yeah, but I could have gone up to nine more consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Or Rippa's, you can go up to nine too. Still kill that easily. bastard. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, it took you the uh, whole game. Kill him. It's a, and it's that's whatever. Not, maybe that's not what they want to do. Yeah. Um. And then the other thing is like it, with the tomes now. I I think I think the tome play style is kind of yeah kind of done now. I don't well, think wasn't
0: they... there that like Gundwarf's with the tomes thing that was like running amok right before they did it?
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if that was that great. Um, I don't know I'm if sure. that deck was that great. Doing but, all right. Yeah. It was all okay, right. but I mean, it. I don't think. There is a reason to like they already made a lot of target nerfs at Thundric. I don't know if that was what you they needed to to do. I think a lot of um people complained about tomes. They say it's kinda like a not not really a fun way to play against, you know, if you're playing against somebody with tomes. Yeah, just
0: kind of collecting and standing around. Yeah, not and really waiting. doing much and yeah. Yeah.
1: And then playing all these tomes and winning at the end of the game. So maybe that's why they did that. But I think the tomes are kind of a you know, if you if you can't run any other restricted besides the ones that you're like required to the two best tomes and then the objective that pays you off for it, it's going to be it's going to be tough to win games without stuff like, you know, transfixing stare or sudden growth and stuff like that.
0: I just want to point out that this is the second time I've been trying to put together a guardians deck and then while I'm trying to do it the play style I'm trying to do gets like nerfed or like basically rubbed out of existence. Cause remember when I was trying to do like the relic deck with the, the guardians and then like after playing it two times, they did the whole thing with like, you can't put relics on anything unless you pay to glory. And it just like completely screwed it up. Cause when they, when they did this, I was working on a guardians deck that was like objective destruction and also tomes at the same time. Mm-hmm. and like and I was like kind of tinkering with it and then I played like one game or two games on Vassal and it was like that's eh, okay I guess but I need more work and then just like boom Tome of Vitality on the restricted list okay forget it it's over
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I played a lot with the Tomes deck the Tomes Thundric deck and I really didn't think it was that good but I mean I guess it was kind of if if it if you were able to pull it off it was you got a lot of points at the end it just wasn't yeah. very consistent but it's not consistent all yeah. right anyway. so
0: so that's the uh, update to the fart and uh we're gonna move on uh randall you've been playing some warhammer online
1: well yeah warhammer online had the early you, access launch. right
0: you streamed yeah. yourself uh right. on youtube if you guys want to go to is it up there or still on youtube
1: no, it's on Twitch. It's on sorry, Twitch.
0: It's yeah. on Twitch, right? Okay. Still up there?
1: Well, we have the we have a Twitch channel for the Battle for Salvation Gaming Club. And we oh. sometimes do we we do um we stream our tournaments, our GTs. Uh okay. Me and uh, Andrew Braverman. He we, we stream the the Warhammer forty K GTs that we do twice a year, and there's actually one coming up in, in April. Yep. Um which will be streaming on. So I just fired up that Twitch channel and put, um, uh, me streaming the Warhammer Underworlds online. Cause yeah, it came it was out cool. in early access. You can buy it on Steam.
0: Right. I saw the, I, I was watching it as you were doing it. You were playing the game and your, your, your face was there. My face. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. You were like, literally like superimposed on it. How did you do that?
1: Oh, have you never? You don't watch Twitch very often, do you? No, I okay, do not. Okay, so <laughs> you you have a, a like a green screen you put behind yourself, and then you
0: you, you have sit. a green screen. Yeah. So you're sitting in your house. We have the green screen, green
1: curtain behind you. Yeah, we have the green screen for the 40k.
0: Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so talk to us about it. Like you were playing it. What's What's the gameplay like? How does it feel?
1: Well, the, I was. You know, I knew this coming in, but I'm happy that it's like this. It's it's just a one to one copy of the board game of the tabletop game. It's not like uh, inspired by, you know. Or anything like that. You're, so you're actually no, like, getting a full Underworld's uh, experience playing it. Right.
0: So there's no like quest mode or yep, anything yep. like that. Yeah. You're just playing the
1: game. OK. Yeah. And it's not that, like they have another uh, games workshop has another game called Space Hulk. It's it's very old and they keep like redoing it every couple of years um and they made they've made games about space hulk you know pc games that are kind of like just inspired by space hulk and they have the, all this whole extra you know the game's completely different from the board game you know they have a board game version too but they have this other one called space hulk ascension it's, it's not really like that it's just a actual warhammer underworlds game
0: cool uh what That's factions what we got so far in there
1: well there are only four factions so far there's uh orcs, skeletons, Megora's Fiends and uh Storm, um Stormcast Eternals.
0: So all season yeah, one all the season Shadespire
1: one, yeah. season stuff so far, mm-hmm. a half of it. Right. They're missing a bunch of them still. Yeah. yeah,
0: right. Um so uh and the cards are the same Shadespire season cards?
1: Yeah, there's Shadespire cards, but they don't actually have uh all of them either. It's 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 only a couple select ones.
0: Is it the ones from those particular expansions or?
1: No, it just seems to be kind of random ones.
0: Kind of random. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not like the full set from each expansion. Cause I was looking for, uh, you know, all these cards and it wasn't on there, but they seem to have the faction cards for the most part. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean the game, the, the game play, uh, the, the graphics are very nice. The boards look really cool. Um, the fighters all look great and you know, the, the animations are nice. It, it, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the things you always want, you know, imagine when you're playing the game is the fighters actually swinging at each other. And when you guys right, really get yeah. to see it, it's, it's nice. Um, the dice rolling looks cool. I like it. And then the only, um, the only part I didn't like was they had originally you couldn't, um, join you couldn't join a game with your, with your friends. You kind of, could only do the matchmaking, which was kind of annoying. You know, sometimes you want to just play with your friend or test specific things against specific matchups. Oh, so you, you just have to, to play that.
0: whoever randomly is on ready right, to play. Right. Yeah.
1: But then, as of like a week ago, they've they've changed that. They added they yeah. added a way to play with uh, your friends. So That's nice. Oh, okay. And go. then, um, the the fact that there weren't enough factions and cards was another complaint of mine. Um, apparently they are going to drop more cards into the game um, in February and in March, but we don't okay. know about, we don't, we don't have any word on when more factions are going to get added. So a lot of times people were like, ac- like when I was on the stream, people were coming in and asking me like, do you think this game is worth it to buy? Cause it's an early access game. A lot of people are very um, like apprehensive about buying early access games. Cause sometimes they get canceled or they're like so broken that they're like unplayable. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were like, is this game worth buying? And I, I would say if you're like a Warhammer Underworlds fanatic like me, it's it's probably fine to get it. It is only $30. It's not like a $60 full price game. Um, But if you're skeptical about it or you don't think it's worth the money, I would wait until uh March after they add more cards to the game um, to give it a, to give it a try.
0: If, if, if I may I, I was chatting with Chris Spark about this and he was talking about how he never got to experience the Shade spire season because he started during night vault. Oh, really? and so yeah, so for for people who got into the game a little bit later um it might be worth buying because then you get to experience those cards and that meta as it was um for me uh it might be a little nostalgic to play those old things again, but um, I, I was thinking that maybe I should get it for that. But to be honest with you, I'm so tuned into playing the current meta that I, for me, I just want to wait for them to catch up and then maybe go for it because I want it to be like a stand in for, you know, like for Vassal cause I play Vassal cause it's so current. But I mean, if I could find something that like looks super sweet, I mean, maybe I jump there. Sorry, Shuby, you know, got love for you, but, you know, if these things are going to go three dimensional,
1: right? Animated. Yeah, and I would say that that would be nice if it was just all of Shadespire, but it's not. It's like only about maybe a quarter right. of, of, of Shadespire. It's not even
0: the same as what we were dealing with, you know, back in you know summer of two thousand eighteen.
1: Yeah, and people right. really people are really nostalgic and enjoy the Shadespire only experience. I found. You know, there, there. I'm sure there are still people out there that are playing with like only season one cards, and yeah, um, I mean, they like. I the bet there are people out bands. there going
0: like, "Yo, I'm, I'm playing orcs and nothing but the orcs." Yeah. And now you can go and do that, and actually, yeah, be people pretty good. are
1: like that with with orcs. They're like that with the the fire slayer dwarves. Um, so you know, it, it definitely has value, but um, until they add more stuff to it, it's I don't I don't think it's a. Uh, worth buying unless you're a, a fanatic like us right
0: yeah I mean for for me I'm I'm going to reconsider when they catch up to the current season
1: yeah and it won't and yeah, I'm going to look
0: at it again I'm going to be like maybe now
1: yeah and I wish you know maybe they they got more developers so they could do it a little faster because I don't think that yeah. it would be it would be great if this game was you know current and you could have tournaments online it, you know it'd be like uh, like magic has with magic arena it could be popular
0: Somebody had the great idea. I forget who talked to me about it, um, about like how, when you like, if they can catch up with Warhammer online uh, to the, to the current game. And then like, when you get a, a new war band, it comes with a download code. Who's talking about that? Yeah.
1: They'll never uh, I definitely that,
0: heard, but... it, it might've been on one of the other podcasts yeah. or something like that. Sorry guys. I forgot who it was, but that's such a smart idea. Like when I buy, I, 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 I buy uh, vinyl records and they always come with download codes and, And sometimes I don't like getting it if it doesn't come with the code. Yeah, but I mean that doesn't
1: make any sense, though, because if they, you know, if you get a download, it's not like uh, Games Workshop is like producing the game. They're just licensing it to another company to make it. So, you know, with Magic, like they can do that where they can put, you know, the the codes in the in the booster packs.
0: Mm -hmm. um, So you can get Pokemon does
1: it, too. Right. Because they distribute the game. They distribute Mm -hmm. the the PC game and the, the card game it's not like that with her games workshop so they'll they'll never do that. Don't get your hopes up for that.
0: Damn. Okay. But overall you enjoyed playing but maybe wait until they catch up.
1: Yeah, and I had a great time streaming and if you guys like the stream, you know, let me know. I could I could do it again.
0: All right, sounds good, man. All right. So, uh that's the Warhammer online experience and let's move on to our next segment. Uh, this segment is going to talk about some of the uh, the big grand clashes that came uh, recently. We had the Warhammer World one back in January and LVO also in January. Uh, we did not get a chance to talk about these yet. Um, we are not going to talk about the winning deck from Warhammer World uh, because if you go to... Um, a recent What the Hex episode uh, with uh, with Davey and Phil, they talked to the guy who won Sandro with uh, with Grimwatch. You can watch, you can listen to that episode and get all about it. Um, and I'm fairly certain that Amon eventually got to his uh, uh, second place Thorns deck at the LVO, but I'm only halfway through that podcast episode. Sorry, guys, I'll get there. Don't worry about it. Um, but we wanted to talk about um, what we think are like. The four uh, S tier warbands right now, or close to S tier warbands, and talk about uh, how they've been doing. And these are ones that you can find on, uh, you know, Underworlds DB. And if you want to look along as we do it, um, we're going to start by picking uh, a Grimwatch deck, which was the winner at uh, LVO, and, and this is um, fairly
1: similar to the Warhammer World one. Yeah, deck. maybe only so, one or two differences.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing with the objectives a lot of the same stuff that I would run when because uh, I do have a Grimwatch deck that I would never play because I'm always trying other stuff. But I do have a Grimwatch deck sitting around, and it looks incredibly similar to this. Uh, the only thing is, I don't have Combination Strike because screw that card. I'm oh, I'm you're, done you're with on Combination Frugal. Every,
1: frugal I'm all all on day, frugal now. Day. I'll
0: take I'll take one less Glory <laughs> to make sure that I score it. Yeah, because Combo frugal. Strike. Oh, and I hate combo strike. It, it And I talked about this on, uh, if you listen to the, the What The Hecks episode that I showed up on talking about Lady Harrow's, I was talking about they because they were saying, oh, you don't have combo strike. I've had bad, bad uh, experiences with combo strike, gumming up my deck, gumming up my hand and like just not firing. And uh, it just happened too many times. Like I would score it, like half the time, but that's not very reliable. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm just like, Combo strike is just like bad relationship. Get the hell out of here. You am kicking you out. It really ruins kicking your hand. Sometimes I'm I'm throwing combo strikes, close out the window, down to it on the sidewalk, screaming at it to never come back.
1: Yeah. Combo so that, strike. You're dead to me. Well, the, the interesting things about this, uh, decks objectives are we have two restricted ones. We have calculated risk and temporary victory. Temporary victory. So good. using two and uh, no scrum. So no using two um, restricteds in the objectives part of the deck. And then uh, what was the one I wanted to talk about? Oh, This was, this is a new one from It's called Gathering Gathered Momentum. Yep, It's a new card. Um, Great it's kind of like com- Combo Strike in the fact that you can score it immediately wh- when you score your uh, second surge. But most people don't use it for that. They use it for... It says, yeah. if, if a friendly fighter makes a charge action and ends the action, five or more hexes from the hex in which they began that action. You can do this with the bats. Uh, right away right, right away they have yeah, yeah they have they have movement five and they can actually move over um the opponent's model which is right. very handy for because you actually it, it this is a kind of a um tricky card because you actually have to end the charge five physical hexes away it's not like if you move five to do a charge yeah, you have to, and- yeah.
0: People make that mistake a lot. They think that you have to move five hexes, like you can finish it right next to yourself where you started. Yeah. Like kind of like a cover ground kind of situation, but it's not. You actually have to be five full hexes farther away than where you started. Yeah. Um and also I think all the crypt ghouls and uh when they inspire they go up to five. Right. So 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 you can score later on in the game
1: or if the bats die. Yeah. But it's nice to be able to do it on turn, you know, in, in activation round one. Yeah. Um, and the the other cool thing is that the bats, they move over Lethals and, you know, uh, other fighters. So they, they right. can, it's easy for them to get this. Easier than uh, a five um, a five movement Crypt Ghoul to, to get it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, but then you have kind of all the other normal stuff that you would have in a deck like this. Calculated Risk, Fired Up, uh, Opening Gambit, Solid Gains, In the Name of the King, which is just faction-specific temporary victory. Yeah madness speaking of madness shifting madness um which one is that is that the one where if you're standing on the the round number, no, round number objective yeah. yeah i like that one uh gather momentum path to victory so they think that they will be killing some things uh supremacy which i think you put in this deck and swift capture you're standing on objective in both zones uh for the gambits they have uh, shift and reflection i like that one um, i was i use that in my lady harrows. Uh, two steps forward you get to move two of your guys double sidestep you the cost is you have to let your opponent go pack advance which is basically the same thing without letting your opponent go and it has to be crypt Ghouls. uh confusion is sh- seeing a lot more play with um with objective decks uh je- objectives like uh, base decks because if somebody else is standing on one you can use confusion to to switch places frenzied search of course because you're going to be standing on stuff so you want to be able to you know mill the mill your deck a little bit, uh, restless prize always good because if somebody pulls the thing out from under you, you can just put it right back under, and that's the worst feeling I think in uh, all of Shadespire right now is that you know somebody yoinks it out. Sorry, uh, they uh you yoink it out from somebody and then they just yoink it right back. I hate that, um, waste of a hate card. it when a
1: guy yoinks it out.
0: Hate the yoink. Uh distraction mischievous spirits that's a little bit of a weird one what the hell is that doing in there doesn't that screw yourself up
1: well you can kind of not always I mean you can counter somebody guess, else's temporary uh, yeah. victory after you get yours uh, you Maybe. can move the objectives onto your own guy you like, stand next
0: see, to them know. yeah I get it okay. you can use
1: it to score path to victory in weird ways sometimes like you, know, you can move the objectives onto your own guy after you move someone out of position to kill someone you know you can move yeah. your Move the objective onto, you know, underneath Gristlewell after he kills a guy.
0: Literally every single gambit with the exception of Frenzied Search deals with uh, positioning on the board and board
1: state. Yeah, this is this is pretty cool because I think this deck will have a lot of play going forward now that we have a second distraction in the game. Because if you look at it, he yeah. has two two steps forward and pack advance are both move two guys, push two guys. Yeah. Um, which is great. And um he also has sidestep, though. So. Yeah, that's it's, a lot. Uh, yeah, so it's it's going to be very difficult to get him to, to play around his uh, In the Name of the King and Temporary Victory and Supremacy. You know, if, you, yep. if you're if you just running, you know, with double distraction, it's still going to be hard. But if you're running one, then it's going to be very, very difficult for you to keep him off the objectives, even at a uh, power phase speed.
0: Yeah. Um, upgrades, they're playing Faneway.
1: Yeah, Fanway makes yeah, see, an appearance. Yeah, you see this, see this in in Grimwatch deck sometimes.
0: But they have he's got so much motion that I, I can see him like mischievous spirits moving something over and then Fanwaying onto something, yeah, yeah. you R- know, R- uh, or yeah. or spectral R- yeah, wings or on R-Rest something. Surprise, I get yeah. it, I get it, and you know he's and he's got uh, he's got swift capture. Uh, he's got uh, all the other ones. I mean mm-hmm. that, that makes sense in this deck. Uh, we got sudden growth, sword breaker. Uh okay, critical hit. You can get rid well, of an upgrade. Sword it's Bringer really is, just, it's just uh, the
1: three, it's three it's hammer three hammer
0: two yeah. damage. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Um, spectral armor, always great with these guys. Heroic vision, seize weapon is my favorite upgrade. This upgrade I think is too game. good. so fun. I love this. it. No, you can't. It's faction specific. it. That's why that's why the Grim Watcher is so good. There yeah. look how many faction-specific cards do we have in here? One, uh, two. Yeah, uh, two. Let's see. Uh, Frenzied search. No, 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 that's not. Pack advances. Heroic uh, vision. Yeah, seized weapon. Well motivated. I mean, we're talking. We're that's like what seven or eight faction specific cards. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. That's why they're so good. And there's other stuff that's not in here that's actually still usable. Uh, he just didn't decide to do it. Um, great strength. Sting of the urgrub, and uh, which is great because they're all range one and survival instincts to keep you alive and keep you standing on an objective. Uh, you know what they don't have? Um, what's the one where crack marrow can only take two damage at maximum? Yeah. Cause I see that one a lot. Impervious I forget the name delusion. Impervious delusion, but it's yeah. not in here.
1: Interesting. Just a little odd. Well, he yeah, has yeah. sudden growth. So maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah so it's, it's about as good. And, um, no amberbone weapons. Right. Um I like I like. But the he does have some weapons. He does have stuff. seized
1: weapon and sword breaker.
0: Yeah. But uh I don't know. I was I was using I was using Amberbone Axe, but now that the spear's out, I'm gonna use
1: that. No larval lance here. Right, no nar- no larval lance is uh pretty And no
0: uh and no crown of avarice, which I think is actually pretty good with these guys. Um but uh but hey,
1: it won. Well, we do have Sting of the Urgrub, which does take a Crypt Ghoul up to, to 2 yeah. damage. So. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's pretty good. Okay, mm. so there you go. But, I mean, Grimwatch decks, like, you know, you, you can't. P- the reason why people are winning with Grimwatch is because good players are going, Hey, I can win with that. And so that that's why you're seeing yeah. it. They I, have
1: so many I, tools, and so many not tools. super easy to play, but the skill ceiling is pretty high.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and, yeah. and you know what else is? The pace. Of these guys, the the objective scoring pace for Grimwatch is really top tier. And I think that that's what makes these guys so good is just how quickly they can score these things.
1: Yeah, yeah. they can score without almost, you know, without putting in much effort, you know, move, move five and charge with the bats. And you know, that gives them a I'm, card. I'm, Move and on to the objective that is the round number. Like, it's so easy to do.
0: So easy. And a lot yeah. of it is uh, a lot of it's uh, hard stuff to disrupt, did, Yeah, this person uh, put tons of gambits in there to do it. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next warband that we think is pretty top tier are Stormsire's Curse Breakers, the Thunder Buddies. Still good. Still good, man. And there's a particular build that is incredibly magic heavy in the gambits. That has been making the rounds. I used it this past weekend. It worked. It's good. It's good, man. Um, and let's see. So, um, objective-wise, you have like kind of the normal stuff that you'd expect in Curse Breakers, Harness Storm, Magical Supremacy, Measured Strike. There was Combo Strike again. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, before I move on, this is the second place uh, finisher at the World, uh, the Warhammer World Grand Clash from last month. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this game was on stream too. So if you want to go see it, I'm, I'm sure it's still up. Um, and we see, so we see all the normal stuff that you'd expect to see solid gains, opening gambit, strong start overpower, strange demise, and of course, magical storm. And the idea here, uh, by, by the way, I, have played this a lot. I don't think magical, uh, mastery where you score six is ever going to happen.
1: Yeah. Even magical I, storm is kind of tough to do. Yeah. I, and the I whole had, deck is built around doing it. You know. Right. If,
0: if you're not rolling well on some of these gambits, it's not going to pop. Yep. So I really do think four is really a maximum. It's a little bit of a stretch, um, although I do score it sometimes. Um, all right. So as far as the gambits go, you have uh, this particular person had uh, this Frederick. He's from Germany, I think. Mm-hmm. He had uh, seven gambits uh, that were spells, Spell cry, cry of thunder, sun making, Abyssin withering, Sorcerer's Riposte, which is great. Uh, Sphere of Akshi, Sagut Salvo, and Unfocused Blast, which was not one that I was using. I was using Sphere of Geher. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Unfocused Blast is pretty good. It, yeah, no, it's all right. You just have to get really close. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, they have, uh, he had Encroaching Shadow and Lethal Ward, Plink Damage, always good, and uh, Spectral Wings to make up uh, some of the some of the distances which is fine um upgrades now here's the important thing the upgrades are actually really yeah, the upgrades are home. super
1: important in this yeah yeah
0: he had eye of the storm and blessing of vitrix arcane familiar uh these are all things to increase your chances of getting the things that you need uh all of these gambit spells require channels and you get uh, innate channels or extra chances to do channels uh, from this uh, arcane savant
1: well, yeah. So, oh, real, real plus, quick. Yeah, real, real quick. So, Eye of the Storm and Blessing of Vitrix are kind of the same card. They just, you know, you get the innate um, right. channel, and then the arcane familiar. Whenever you roll the dice, you get to change one of them to a channel. So, which it makes is also your... good.
0: What in case you in case you roll two um, to crits, this actually you can change one before you get. Uh, the double crit damage correct
1: correct and then uh, almost all of the spell gambits in the deck are cast on the channels right um and some of them are double channels and so having all three of the you know having this redundancy makes it so that these spells go off very uh you know if you hit if you're able to get these upgrades out these spells go off very often and then you're that's how you're really able to cast the magical storm
0: Right, and Arcane Savant gives um, either Rassus yeah. or Amos a chance to, right. to cast Cry of Thunder or something like that. Uh, Faneway Crystal, I assume, is just for making up Distance, Potion of Rage, because it's great. Uh, Tome of Offerings, because, you know, Storm Daddy. Uh, well of Power, because, you know, Storm Daddy. Um, Eldritch Ward, because, you know, Storm Daddy. And then, of course, Yara's Instant Shield, which is a upgrade. That's a new you, one, yeah. That's a new one. You roll a Focus, uh before uh an opponent attacks you and if you uh if you roll the focus you can re-roll your defense dice so the i think the major reason why this is in there is because it counts as a spell a spell yeah right if you can do it and if you if you put it on i assume storm daddy you can uh be rolling you know two defense uh you know, over again, and also you're you might already have you know will of power, and or you might three get inspired. Dice. Yeah, you might yeah, get inspired
1: three... right before they hit you.
0: Right, exactly, and three dice, right, right, that could happen. Plus three dice, it's very likely to get one focus on three dice. That's like rolling a hammer or a crit on three dice. It's probably going to happen.
1: Yeah. So I think the the the, the real um, power cards in this deck are the the ones that give you the innate. And the Arcane Savant uh, having, you know, making one of your other fighters into a level two wizard is right, really what so. puts this deck over the top. And it really is the best representation of what magic can do in this format so far. No other warband uh, can do magic like this. No, because
0: yeah. the, no other warband has three wizards. Yeah.
1: Well, three wizards and then the ability to make one of them into a level two. And then you can essentially, with Well of Power, you can make your level two into a level three almost by right you know by giving him in that extra dice
0: only downside to this deck is that the total glory count is only 14 which is pretty low but mm-hmm. um
1: but i mean
0: it's, it has some, I, some,
1: you can cause some you major can carnage. down yeah, yeah. yeah and then the so, tome of offerings too yeah
0: so i noticed that i was winning games um like with low finishing scores like you know like 12 to 6 or something like that but um but it was very it was a very consistent deck
1: yeah if you go like if you get all your upgrades out in let's say the second round or the third round or if you just roll hot in the first round you can just you know almost table your opponent with a lot and they can't really respond to it with all these uh power phase um spells and then the lethal ward encroaching shadow it's rough all right you're right. able to do so uh, much damage.
0: Yeah, no, they cut things down. Yeah. And uh, I love Sorcerer's Repost, man.
1: Yeah, that card's so is, yeah, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. it's a ridiculous, little reboundy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
0: little reboundy, actually.
1: Yeah, it only it's it it's not really mm-hmm. reliable unless you have the, the yeah. upgrades.
0: You miss to, I zap you. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, yeah, because they have they have to miss and then you have to roll a two channel spell but the
0: payoff is so big, yeah, but the and payoff you have is, ways. is
1: ridiculous and you can have storm sire hit somebody from like across the map, but you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's insane. Yeah. All
0: right. Um, so let's go to the third place, uh, thorns of the briar queen deck from Warhammer uh, world grand clash. And, uh, tell us about this one because thorns is your jam, Randall.
1: Yeah, this is a lot different from the thorns decks that that I make, but it is it is really cool. And I and this is kind of like how I used to run my thorns actually a little bit. Um, it it uses a lot of the tactical supremacy objectives. Um, and then even there's this uh this new one from Grimwatch, coveted spoils, where it says score this in the end phase if all objectives are held, for three. Mm. So that's some of the interesting ones in the object. So he has a uh, tactical supremacy one four. And Tactical Supremacy 1-2. It's kind of interesting. So he's doing the you know a lot onto Objective 1. Um, supremacy, he's got this one Bold Conquest. As if your leader makes a charge action in that activation and your leader is holding an objective. So maybe run, wants to run in there onto an objective with the Briar Queen. That's a, a Surge. Yep. A cool one. I haven't tried yep. that one. Um, so he's basically... The the premise of the deck is that he's doing these tactical supremacies so that his total glory count is twenty one, yeah, real high. But and hold he, on,
0: there's yeah. there's more because the in the upgrade section yeah. I'm going to so mention the this keys. now, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it is specifically the keys for one, two, and four, right? So you have that synergy with attack supremacies. Mm-hmm.
1: So putting a lot, yeah, the one, two, four keys. So this is you know. Total, you know, 23, 25, 27 glory. I guess right. with, one, uh, two, the... four.
0: That's that. That's how my three year old counts. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's true. He's getting there.
1: Uh. All right. So, so that, uh, that's when... that's kind of the yeah, interesting guys. things about this one. And then we also see two steps forward in this deck too. Um. Yeah. I think this is this card's going to become very important in um, Thorns and Grimwatch decks because of the fact that we're going to have another... We'll get to this in the next segment, but we're going to have two distraction cards in the game going forward. right? Yeah. I
0: also see quickening greaves in the upgrades so that you can hop on or, you know, on things earlier, later, depending on what you need.
1: That's also um, going to be important in the in this yep. upcoming... Uh, you know, people, people are going to be saving their... Especially if you're running keys, people are going to be saving their distraction to push you off, you know, in the end. And then you can... Wickening Greaves back on.
0: Yep. And you know, then they also have other stuff you'd expect. Uh Fainway Crystal, there's Fainway again. Um Larvalance, Survival Instincts. Uh, well, I think he's after. he's
1: running Fainway and Shifting Reflection because he really cares about number one, two and four right, where it's know? gonna be. That so makes if a lot one, of one if one is all the way in the back, you know, but we don't have hidden paths anymore. Uh yep. shifting reflection is a great way to uh do it. And if they and if they don't even care, you can just restless prize it underneath one of their guys and then shifting reflection them on there. Shifting reflection is a insanely good card with thorns. You can use it and then become inspired and attack a guy. It's it's mm. real good. And it uh, uh, you can
0: it also combos well with shortcut. howling. It also combos well with like howling vortex because you can howling vortex somebody onto one just so that you can use it.
1: Yeah, or you can howling vortex them off and use Fainway crystal. Yeah. Yep.
0: There's so, a lot of options.
1: That's why he has that that's why he has the Way Crystal. I think um the shifting reflection and the Way Crystal make it a lot easier for him to get onto the the objectives that he wants to reliably. Really cool deck.
0: Counter charge?
1: Yeah, that one's it's it's interesting that you play that one over yeah. mirror move, I guess. Um uh,
0: I mean you can push a lot further here. Yeah. Play this after an enemy fighter's move action that's part of a charge action. Choose a friendly fighter and push them up to three hexes. They must end this push adjacent to the enemy fighter.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. It helps you get support. You know, if somebody charges yeah. your Briar Queen, you can just throw a chain rasp in there and now you have support.
0: Plus there's also a lot of, well, I mean, because that helps with um, with inspiration. It's also a very good action economy. And maybe that, enemy fighters standing next to an objective and you can stand on the objective now.
1: Yep. It's yep. a, it's a good card. It's a good card. So Certain people. I don't know. I, I'm not going to poo poo this card. Yep. I don't really use it, but some people make really good use out of this card. And I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's nice.
0: It seems a bit of a bubble card to me because I don't feel like I've ever used it, but I have seen, have seen people use it to get great effect. Mm-hmm. Just unusual. All right. Anyway, uh, last one, we got to talk about our guy, John Wynne Reese, and his Lady Harrow's Mourn Flight deck. I've been playing Lady Harrow's quite a bit, as you may well know. Um, but this warband this deck, is
1: a pain in the ass to play. Yeah,
0: well, I just, you, you just have a bad taste in your mouth because of all the times we've played. But, um, this, this deck is actually decently different than mine. There's a lot of, uh, uh choices in here that are not the same as as mine Mm -hmm. um and maybe that's because jwr well let's let's preface
1: this by saying you run a very uh sort of denial heavy yeah passive hang back
0: and let you come to me kind of counter punchy rope-a-dope kind of version
1: yep And And, so maybe uh, when we go over this, you can say we'll
0: see something different. Yeah. Uh, fired up's a good one. Great gains. That is that is just JWR flexing right there. He's like, I can get five glory. Don't Mm. you worry about that. Um, and you can, but I I, it's much easier to do later in the game with these guys. Um, although I don't know if you have a good round first round, maybe you could do it. Get
1: this next one.
0: Yeah, Dominion of Death. If you get I mean, that, then right,
1: you just get at Great Gains. Yeah. yeah, you
0: definitely do. Great Gains would, would pop off at the end. Uh, Fleeting Memories you got to have in there. Ghostly Torment, I, I realized was a good card mid-episode at what the hex. And I'm like, oh, wait, I've been reading this wrong. This is great. This is a dual and, card. Yeah, uh, which is if there are two or more f- uh, surviving-friendly fighters, that's the first stipulation. Yeah. And then two or more surviving fighters. And I just assumed it said the word friendly in there, but it doesn't. So you just have to have two people.
1: And then when you see see the word surviving, that refers to your own guys.
0: Right. So I read it that way, but it turns out your opponent can have it. So you can damage a couple of them. And I used that the other day on Matt Martine, we were playing our Vasily game. And um, I had a chance to kill a guy, but, I really wanted to score this and if I didn't, if I attacked the other guy and landed it, I would score this and I decided to go for that. Or no, 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 sorry. There were two already damaged uh, fighters of his and I could have killed one of them with an attack, but then I wouldn't have scored this.
1: Oh, I see. So I just
0: left him there and drew a card because then I knew that I would score two glory off of that and that's better than one.
1: It's weird. Yep. Um, The fact that it's two makes it because you would only get one for killing the guy right i don't know right
0: and then i and then and then i would have this card in my hand for no reason yeah. and actually i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna talk about this this is gonna be our, about our uh key to salvation segment in a minute
1: okay well, um, we'll get to that
0: all right we'll get to that later uh inescapable hunger you gotta have nexus of terror is amazing especially if you have push tech uh one will is great and you can score it literally anytime yeah it's pretty crazy. Um, I decided to extend on Path to Victory, but you know JWR he rolls crits, so mm-hmm. Path to Victory is pretty good. Uh, Swift Capture. I don't believe I had that because I was staying in the back, and he he's more. I guess he must have been attacking a little bit more because you know he likes to be very aggressive. Well, you
1: have, that's that's another thing is it, it's harder to run that uh, that ghostly torment card if you're staying in the back more because then you're this kind of incentivizes you to attack
0: yeah that's true maybe that's fine. um maybe that's why uh temporary victory i was running too um and cover ground uh let's see two steps forward called the grave is great dissipate oh dissipate Which is one, the one is that? where that's the one where you uh it says it's a reaction play this during an attack action but before the attack roll choose a friendly fighter that fighter gains an innate dodge this persists until the attack action ends basically it just gives you an innate dodge okay um, and
1: like i that? think that it
0: um i was playing with it for a little while and it was okay but the way that i played i played so far back that there weren't a lot of opportunities to play it
1: play this during an attack action before the attack roll i don't think it, that it, really that doesn't really share any common windows with anything it, it does.
0: does potion of rage
1: oh i see okay
0: yeah so it it really poops an
1: that's attack. that's probably why you use this then
0: yeah probably um echoing spite go again enervating sorrow uh, that's the one where uh, if you play a ploy, your opponent, if your opponent plays a ploy on you, they either have to discard a card or say, "Okay, I'm not good." That ploy's done, which is pretty crazy. Um, basically, it's it's like a wow. it's like a counter spell kind of like you either have to throw out a power card or this ploy that that's you really wanted to use. Yeah. So so if you so if that's the last card in your hand, it's just counterspell. It's just like you can't play that play. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting card. They, 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 these lady harrows have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. This is a card I don't play, you know, dissipate. I don't play and Enervating sorrow. I don't play and soaring. Spike well, it's really attacking
1: that your your hand almost with this. Yeah. You know. if, yeah. He, if Or, you know, your upgrade, your your reaction windows, I'm sure. And I'm sure he's, you know, really on top of remembering those and calling calling them out when they need to when they need yeah. to be done
0: the, the lady harrows have a lot of different flavors like you can really use different faction specific stuff to make it play a different way and uh and you know he just had a different one wrestles prize distraction spectral wings of course um in the upgrade slumbering key
1: Ooh, that's a throwback
0: whoa nobody's expecting slumbering key Tome of Offerings. I'm, sorry, I'm sure he'll I probably
1: replace that. that with the uh, the new one, the, the Companion coming up, right?
0: Oh, yeah, probably. Tome yeah, of Offerings, better. great. Tome of Offerings, of course. Um, let's see. Quickening Greaves. Step on something real quick at the end there. Um, debilitating Aura. Attack actions of adjacent enemy fighters have minus one dice. I mean, I guess you know, you're always going to be in range one because all of your fighters are range one. So maybe that just means if they want to attack you back, they have to throw away a, a die to do it. That's not bad. Uh, swooping dash, I would play. That's a good one. Uh, Veil of grief, of course, plus one wounds, plus two uh, move on that swooping dash. Great fortitude, great strength, sting of the urgrub, and survival instincts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it it seems like a different uh, a different flavor of this deck than what I would play. Uh, this seems a little bit more. a little little bit more aggressive
1: yeah but not not really but not really
0: no that's good you're looking to
1: you know everything you do is very precise with this (sighs) warband you're looking to do exactly this much damage and this many actions and get on this objective and you know why all these tools to to push your opponent away and make sure that you can
0: yeah he has less he has a little less push tech than i have i i have i'm loaded up with push tech Mm um um enervating sorrow that is a crazy card actually now that I'm looking at it because you know what there's no other card that does that yeah that's the only one like you don't have any practice on what to do mm-hmm. if somebody throws that at you you have to be like
1: you really have to all right, you really have like, to use this I... at a good time though yeah you, know, you don't want to use this when your opponent has no glory and, and they have all these upgrades in their hand you know and then you're like haha I got you with this and they're like I just discard this this upgrade that I couldn't play anyway you know you have to yeah. save this for when it really matters and they yep. don't have stuff in their hand to, to, to discard.
0: Oh, that's an even better time to do it. Like if yeah. it's like the last one they throw at you. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, cause then you just stop it. It's great. Um, and, and that can really mess up somebody's plan. Cause that is not something that's out of left field, you know? Like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm going to do but this. this is the only faction oh, no, that you're not. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's faction specific. I don't see that anywhere else. Okay, cool. So those are the the the, the warbands that we consider to be top tier, and uh, and that's how they've been doing uh, lately. All right. So Randall, you ready to go move into some of these new universals? Yeah. Cool. All right. So before we start talking about these universals from the two new uh, expansions, the Nurgle and, and, and the Ogre expansion, uh, what do they call Wormspat and Man Trappers? Yep. Uh, we just want to talk really quickly, um, because I don't know if it's been said or if it if it has been said, it hasn't been said recently. Like, why would you pick one card over the other when you're building a deck and choosing cards to put in it? Um, and so we just have a couple rules of thumb that we just want to point out, and there might be other things that are good ideas, but these are the. F- these are like the four things that we, we thought of when it comes to picking cards that you want to put in your deck and whether a card is is objectively a good card versus objectively not a good card. Well, we're also um, looking
1: at this. This is the, these are how we sort of evaluate these. Whenever an expansion comes out, we want to evaluate the universal cards that come in it. And these are the right. These are how we do that. So wanted to go over so for, that before we right. do this.
0: For transparency, just that you yeah. know like what, what's our like idea here. So um, here are some things that we think about when we think about universal cards that might make them uh, either good or bad. Uh, so firstly, uh, you want to favor cards that have the least amount of conditions that need to be met because it's just more likely that they're going to happen. If they don't have any conditions that need to be met, that's probably the best. So, like, for instance, uh, Potion of Rage, you get two dice if you're attacking. There's, yep. like, basically no condition there. You just get two dice. Uh, whereas other stuff like, you know, like Counter Charge, which we talked about a minute ago, Counter Charge, you need to be charging and you need to also be able to move one of your fighters three well, spaces and stand next to the uh, the target. So it's a little... Well, that's when they charge you,
1: right? What? Counter charges when they charge you. I thought.
0: Oh, am I doing that thing well, where I'm yeah? Not well, it doesn't it matter. Right? It's
1: it or it could be like the one. There's a new one that came out where it's like if your opponent's on an objective, then you get like plus one dice and ensnare. But that's a big condition,
0: right? They have know. to be standing on they the have objective. to be on the objective. Whereas so something like get...
1: potion of rage is you just as long as you have this card on, you get to go or uh, inspired attack or something like that. Oh, it is an enemy fighter coming at you. Look at yeah. that. Okay, because you're countering their charge
0: right but then you but but there still is the condition of you have to uh they
1: have to, be you have to have you and you have to be in range. you have to have a
0: guy that's close enough to do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. okay so so again if if there's a lot of conditions it, it makes it harder to be able to use it and therefore it's not as good a card. So basically for every different condition that's on there, it, the card gets worse and worse and worse. Um, all, all other things equal. All right. Um, another thing that you should always favor are cards that will work no matter what warband you're up against. Because there are certain cards, like for instance, uh, there are cards, what's that one like Void Scepter? Which is like this terrible card that, well, just uh, anything
1: that is like that says, "Oh, this this works only against magic" or something like that. You right? Know, like like, the war bands in the game. The don't chances that. of you,
0: yeah. right the chances of you running into a, a a deck that's super magic heavy is not very good. In fact, the only the 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 Thunder Buddies that we were talking about recently is a deck that is consistently heavily magic. Basically, everything else is not. So there's really no reason to put that in because the chances of you running up against a warband that would be using so much magic is actually very low. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something that should be in your deck unless you are in a meta where everybody plays curse breakers. Then maybe you put it in. But uh, well, the other but,
1: thing we have is we have we have yeah. three. What you know, discussing our picks for the top four warbands in the game, we have three of them are heavily reliant on standing on objectives. Right, so you know three out of those four if if that that might if you have a universal card that is good against those four, you might like want to like sun that making, yeah, yeah, yep.
0: invert terrain mm-hmm. something or like that, even just
1: putting restless prize in to counter their right movement or distraction, something like that,
0: right, but you can just do that with like push ploys like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily yeah. need to have that stuff in there mm-hmm. um okay, so there's that. Um, another thing that you should definitely think about is uh, is to favor cards that you can use with any of your fighters. There are many cards, especially, uh, especially upgrades, but now uh, gambits as well, where you can only use them on particular fighters. And when you do that, you set yourself up for the situation where if that fighter is off the table, then you have a dead card. So it's always better to have one that doesn't have any restriction like that than, than, like, if you have two cards that kind of do the same thing, the one without that restriction is the better one.
1: Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about universal, sometimes we have cards that say, like, hunter only or right. wizard only or, you know, or leader only, stuff like that.
0: Right. So those uh, those restrictions make it more difficult to use them. Um, and then... Lastly, and this is more of a call uh, that you have to make personally, is to pick cards that match your warband's play style and inspiration condition, because you want to be either either be able to uh, accentuate things that your warband does well, like uh, the curse breakers and putting a bunch of like uh, gambit spells in there. Or make up for things that certain warbands do poorly. Like you also have spectral wings in that deck because your thunder buddies are not particularly
1: fast. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a tough to do inspire condition, then you can play ploys that can help that.
0: Right. Like my, my first try at the Nurgle are to throw a bunch of like plink damage in there because that helps them to inspire. But Mm I don't know. We'll talk about that at a later date. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So those are some of the things that we're thinking of when we say this card is good versus that card. So we're going to mention some cards, not necessarily just the best cards in here, but certainly ones that caught our eye. Um, and we can see them either being good all the time or being good in particular decks. Yeah, some, some you see a
1: lot at tournaments that you should know right. what they do. You, yeah, random. exactly. Yeah
0: okay so randall uh you dropped uh these two over here you liked adaptive strategy and aggressive strategy Mm -hmm. and these are both very similar to superior tactician in a way and i'm just going to say what they are Uh, adaptive strategy is an objective that you get from the nurgle expansion it says score this in an end phase if you have scored five or more hybrid objective cards and it's worth two and it's in any end phase why do we like this one
1: well, I kind of wanted to talk about both of these together in that because they're basically the same. One is if you have uh, the hybrids, and one is for surges. And, and I just think these the, are cards yeah. that I think you might see coming up a lot in people's decks. Um, you think about, but the, the, the good the good thing about both of these cards is that they don't have to be scored in the third end phase. So you can do them in any end phase. So if right. you you know go nuts and you score all your score immediately in like the first round or whatever you can score aggressive strategies in, you know, maybe halfway through or, you know, I'm sorry, in the second round, in the end phase of the second round it doesn't have to be the third, right? That's one or even thing The like first, if him.
0: you're really lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, it, yeah, sorry, I was, was going to of... say, I, oh, go ahead. I, 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 sorry. I just, I see aggressive strategy as something that, that I could probably play around with in the Banshee deck because they are, pretty quick about that stuff i i see this also helping like the top tier warbands because they have surges that they score very easily and and they're very good about cycling through them i i, I see this as a possible add-in maybe instead of like combo strike or something like that uh now nah, it's actually combo strike is probably better now nah, because well, that you got to do in the same round this is just right. like you just got to score them at some point
1: yep, yep. yeah, you could replace combination strike in a lot of people's decks yeah, combination strike yeah. is a little bit riskier because you have to do them in the same round, but you know it. Yeah, it's only two instead of five. And then adaptive um, strategy I liked because it sort of um pays you off for running those hybrid. A lot of times the hybrid objectives are either um they're they're like usually give you less points than normal because there's two different things you can do. Yeah. Um, and there aren't too many really good hybrids in the game yet, but you know maybe coming out in the next couple. Um.
0: Right. Excellent. And the other thing about hybrids is that they could be surges or they could be just end phase scores. So if you can pack enough hybrid, like good hybrid cards, this is probably going to become this. is. The, I mean, for for a deck like that, this is going to become uh, kind of a, a must have.
1: Yeah, I think when we were looking at it, we said that Wild Hunt had a couple good hybrid yeah. objectives yeah. that they have access to. So maybe look at that if you're playing that Warband.
0: Yeah, keep an eye on that one. OK, mm-hmm. um, the next one that we have is called Perfect Match. Yeah, this is a crazy match yeah let's see what this says okay so oh boy oh boy okay score this in end phase if you have scored get this 10 or more objectives doesn't matter what your opponent did you scored 10 but it's for glory and it's any end phase yikes but that means that you have to score literally everything so if you have a deck I, again i think that this works with those top tier war bands that score really easily grimwatch lady harrow's uh thorns like we've been talking about because they do tend to score most of their deck on the regular i mean i definitely with my uh with my lady harrow's deck i would regularly score
1: 10, 11 10 or cards 11
0: yeah, yeah like all the time Including Dominion of Death, because you can do Dominion of Death and then throw this afterwards.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. The only thing is that if you have this in your deck, you can never throw away your opening hand.
1: Right? You can't do it. Yeah. Then you can only throw away one, unless this is card in it ever. Yeah.
0: Unless this is in it.
1: I guess right? so. Yeah. But if you yeah, if this if you have this card in your deck and you don't like your first three objectives and this is this isn't in your hand, you cannot throw away your hand.
0: Is this better than Dominion of Death?
1: It could be. I think this might actually be because better because it doesn't because have it, anything it, it, to do with what your opponent does. Yeah, exactly. You, get you your be, ten, and it
0: doesn't. It doesn't matter who scores it first. Yeah. You know, because that's like an issue with the with Dominion of Death. Like you have to make sure that you go first in the last round so that you score everything first. Right. Right. This one. This one. Don't, this one do not matter, and it's one more glory.
1: Yep. Might be a replacement. But the, yeah, and you're gonna have to play around this card when you if somebody scores it in like game one. You know. Yep. And, and then you yeah. see it for game two. Yeah. It's going to be a crazy one.
0: Anyway, caught our eye. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one we have is one called Uncontested. And this one says it's a duel. Score this in an end phase if your warband holds two or more objectives and no enemy fighters hold objectives, but any end phase and it's three.
1: Yeah. Imagine if you get this in the first end phase.
0: Oh man, that's yeah, all great. you
1: have to do is hold two. Like so, you're playing against like rippers or whatever. that come flying at you. Just Right. Two guys, yeah.
0: Or if you have mischievous spirits and you use that with combination with like sidestep and yep. like something else. I don't mean Push like your opponent th- off. Yeah. Three. It's like it's like supremacy mm-hmm. for having less. Gee, yeah, it's definitely true. harder
1: to do than supremacy. I feel like. Um, yeah. Or it's more dependent on what your opponent does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we might see this one coming up.
0: I see I'm that one. I'm going to
1: be testing it with my thorns and see how it works.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll be at the crap end of that stick. So I got <laughs> to find out what happens there. All right. Um, and then the last two objectives that we that caught our eye were against the wall and uh, unexpected pitfall. So against the wall is a surge. Score immediately when an enemy fighter in an edge hex is taken out of action. And then we have Unexpected Pitfall, which is a hybrid surge. Great flavor text. It's just stab it falling down a hole. Uh, Score this immediately after an enemy fighter is taken out of action by a lethal hex, which happens a lot. Or an enemy fighter is taken out of action by uh, damage dealt by a gambit you played. Yeah. Yeah. So you can definitely play into these things pretty easily depending on how you've kitted out your deck and how you like to use your lethals, what boards you pick, how you arrange the boards. Because if you're playing a hallway, there's going to be more edge hexes. If you're playing diagonal, there's more edge hexes. You can push things up against the wall and pit trap them. That's where they die. You know, you can score both of these on that.
1: Yeah, I was trying this out in uh, Hrothgorn and Mm -hmm. uh, it was okay. but I was playing against your... Worms fat, so I didn't really kill too many guys, but I think this yeah. card's gonna. I think you're gonna see this card a lot. It's a surge, and uh, it just combos well with a lot of cards that people are playing. And the the lethal pe- getting taken out by a lethal hex happens quite a lot nowadays. in the Game
0: and yeah, <laughs> and there are certain warbands we getting taken out by a gambit is like a big thing. Yeah, I and it's that... good.
1: Yeah, it's good because it, it's not like totally crap against um uh the ghost factions you know, that don't care about lethal. So you can still play um, lethal ward on those, those factions. Yeah. But you can still score this.
0: All right. So those might be something that maybe replaces scrum, you know, Mm -hmm. like a nice, uh, a nice surge single uh, glory that you can get pretty easily. Yep. All right. So those those are the uh, the gambits.
1: Uh, sorry, those also, are the upgrades. Spells, spells count as gambit. Spells would count you oh kill yeah, definitely. By spell you you score this. Oh
0: yeah, you throw that in the thunder buddies. Definitely, yeah. I was I was killing a lot of stuff with Akshi and yeah, Cry and with lethal and hexes. Stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah. Against Grimwatch, you put a lethal hex right up behind like their guy that's right on closest to you, and you just blast blast them in there, fire yep. your guy and kill him, score this.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sounds good um let's move on to some universal gambits we saw mm-hmm. that we liked um we're going to start with one called blindside and blindside says reaction uh play this during an attack action before the attack roll so this interrupts potion of rage
1: well this is when so this is basically how you think counter works this card
0: Oh, okay. Push one friendly <laughs> fighter. Yeah, no, you're right. Push one friendly fighter up to two hexes that are uh, so that they are a supporting fighter. So yeah, it's yeah. like the way it's that reverse I thought counter it was counter-charge. Yeah. Right. So Sorry, it's on yours, attack, so it doesn't yeah. stop Potion of Rage. Okay, because you're playing it.
1: Yeah, when you're about to attack, you can play this card as a reaction before you roll, and then you can push one of your guys to two hexes so that they're supporting your attack and you know, you get supported. Maybe that matters if you're playing, you know, rippers or something like that. It's just this is a cool uh, aggro card, as a good reposition right. and uh, makes you more accurate. I thought this was this card was pretty cool. And uh, plays during attack action before the attack roll. I guess would, would John Reese's Mournflight Flight card uh, prevent this? Is um, dissipate?
0: Um, Does this play that
1: during an attack action before the the attack roll?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. it would. I think it would.
1: So, dissipate would, would block this. Yeah. But maybe dissipate is a good card. Maybe, maybe well, I it. mean, I guess if people <laughs> play blind side,
0: let's see if that comes up. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. The next one is called Buried Instinct. This is a ploy. Uh, it's a reaction. Play this during an enemy fighter's attack action that targets a friendly fighter before the attack rolls. So, this blocks Potion of Rage.
1: Yes. Okay. This is the same Get- window that, that, that,
0: Right, the counter-charge is in. No, uh, okay.
1: dissipate is in. Yeah. Oh yeah, and counter-charge, yeah. And, and, counter-charge. and blindside.
0: Right. Uh. Well, Well, blindside is... No, no. so blindside is During you attacking a attack guy...
1: That targets a friendly fighter before the attack roll.
0: Right. So Buried Instinct would be in the same uh window as Blindside. Right. Right. So you can block Blindside by playing Buried Instinct. Correct. Right, okay. Here we go. Did we get that? They'll check us, don't worry. Okay. Play this during an enemy fighter. Potion attack. of
1: rage with this. Too. Come on, man. I'm reading the damn thing. Okay. Yes.
0: Play this during an enemy fighter's attack action that targets a friendly fighter, but before the attack roll. Um, give that friendly fighter one guard token. That's pretty that's pretty dirty. Like mm-hmm. you think you're gonna attack. Oh, there's a great attack right here. Oh, I got a guard token. Yeah. Ah, I wish I knew that before I decided to do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if and that friendly fighter right and if that friendly fighter is a quarry you can also re-roll one dice in the defense roll for that attack action yep all right
1: yeah so interesting card it blocks uh, some some reaction windows and it gives your guy a guard token yep really nice I, if you have you know like dodges if you're on dodges or, you or if have you have multiple dice, yeah. yeah if you
0: have a lot of dice yeah and it's it's just a pain in the butt because if your opponent is like, All right, I got a good attack here, I'm gonna make this attack, it's a good time to do it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my accuracy is much lower down than I thought. Mm-hmm. So that is that is that is dirty. Yeah, right. I guess
1: it wouldn't really do too much. It wouldn't well, I guess if, if you have survival instincts on your guy and your guy is a quarry, having having a re- guard re- token wouldn't do anything, but having but you get to re roll your dice would might be okay. Yeah
0: as like as like an option b of when to use it Sure. Yeah. um especially if like that that fighter's down to less uh to not not very many wounds and you oh, want to yeah. make sure that it stays on an objective or something yeah sure um all right the next one is a uh, collapse ooh i love this just just uh, look at my chops at this one collapse pick 3 edge hexes in a single group with each edge edge hex in the group adjacent to at least one other edge hex in the group no just one other hex in the group and all in one player's territory so that's important you can't straddle the territory and Mm -hmm. you can't go into no one's territory Mm -hmm. so you can't use this on the midline basically uh each fighter in that hex you picked is dealt one damage yeah really cool so yeah
1: so, so at you worst can use this to, it, yeah. to pick up
0: yeah, I mean it's 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 encroaching shadow at on worst, steroids. It's
1: encroaching shadow that doesn't work on people that are in the on the mid the midline of the board. And at best yeah. you damage three guys, you know, yeah with one card. It's pretty pretty nuts.
0: Yeah, if you can knock a guy, if there are two guys on the edge hex but they're like one hex away, and then you can attack somebody and knock them into the middle mm-hmm. and then play collapse and they all take one, that's yeah, pretty great. Gross. I just like like whenever I, I cuz I was playing this in the Nurgle deck I, every time I would play it I would think of that scene from Star Wars where uh Count Dooku is like trying to pull down the the thing on Obi-Wan Kenobi at, at the beginning of uh Revenge of the Sith and I just feel like
1: I'm using oh, and Yoda to like pull the wall something? down
0: nah, no no that was at the end
1: oh okay
0: oh no that no no that was that was attack of the clones oh okay right anyway no at the beginning you know when he's all right forget it um so we got collapse i that's we don't have time to talk
1: about star wars right okay. now forget We it. definitely don't uh we definitely do not so uh, the next with one... this card this card is you're gonna see this i think And so. you gotta be what you know because and then you can even do like if somebody puts you got to be careful about where you place your objectives if you're playing like thorns or a grim watch now if you place them on the edge you can get collapsed and lethal warded and your your guys just toast and your shadow. opponent doesn't have to be anywhere near you to do it.
0: Nowhere, nowhere near. Yeah. There's no rage restriction on this. Okay. Uh, the next one we have is Leave Nothing to Chance, and uh, here you pick one feature token in a hex that contains a friendly fighter and remove it from the battlefield. Yeah,
1: this card is ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it's leech power for anybody.
1: Right. It's so it has very few conditions. You you just have to be in the the objective hex. Yeah. Um. And you remove it from totally from the battlefield. It's not even a, a, a flip. Yeah, it's, not, or, it's not a flip. Yeah. yeah. It's just gone. So it's, it's, it, it's uh, you know, sort of like, it reminds me a little bit of Abisot's, um unmaking because Abbasat's unmaking is only one channel. So it's like really likely to go off, but that one can be from what four away. You can do that.
0: Yeah. It's like, a it's like a, th- yeah, it's either three or four. I yeah. forget exactly.
1: So as long as you're on it, this one just works automatically. And the the other one is it requires a dice roll. So
0: yeah, you know what this would combo really well with is the what's that one where if you charge and land on uh, an objective, you you get a glory for that.
1: Oh yeah, we saw that in the uh, the Thorns deck. Um, bold conquest.
0: Sure. So you can do that, make your attack, score your glory, and then remove it.
1: Yeah, it's, not it's, bad it's, it's yeah this is this card is going to be great especially you know with factions like grimwatch and stuff and thorns being and and lady harrow being on top um this card is a answer to everything they're doing
0: yep cool man all right the next one and by the way so so inspired by the undies we have decided to give like little frivolous like awards to different cards for what they are, uh, the the first frivolous award we're going to give is to this next card, Nightmare in the Shadows, and um, it's going to get a uh, the award is going to be called the Tome of Offerings Award, because if you remember, Tome of Offerings was the card from the Godsworn expansion mm-hmm. that basically like if you never wanted to play uh, if you never wanted to play Godsworn. Still Why would you? Yeah. You still had to buy it because you needed Tome of Offerings. Yeah. So the card that is the card that you buy the expansion for, like the one card that you need in there, gets the Tome of Offerings award, and it goes to uh, Nightmare in the Shadows, which is distraction exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, it's just another Literally just distraction. Just distraction with a uh, with a much better uh, much better card art. But yeah, like distraction is so strong in this game. It it screws yep, up it's in everyone's deck. So many things your opponent wants to do and now there's two of them.
1: Well, it's a great yeah, counter counters what your opponent tries to do. It's also good if you're, you know, it helps you attack without charging a lot of times.
0: It's like distraction did mitosis and yeah. now there's two of them.
1: Yeah, and it's just I don't know, it it, it leads me to believe it's well, I don't know, maybe I'm speculating here, but it's like, did they, when they were playtesting the game for these expansions, did they playtest with the gift pack in play, you know? Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe putting, not. Putting another distraction when we have mischievous spirits and yeah. distraction back, back in the game I, seems a little strange.
0: I don't know, I mean, this was probably made, like, months ago, and that gift pack seemed pretty rushed, so yeah. it's it might, it might not be. Hmm. It might not have been, rather. Um... Anyway. So, so yeah. So, I mean, basically you have to buy the Nurgle expansion because it has nightmare in the (laughs) shadows. So good. So good. All right. uh, The next one that we're going to talk about is first of all, rock snake toxin. I, that's not on our list, but I was using that to great effect against you the other day. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing that out. Let's move on, move on. What do we got now? Um, Oh, wait, I, these are out of order. Uh, Okay. The next one is called Lucky Escape. That was on our list. Yes, Lucky Escape. Lucky Escape says uh, this is a reaction, a ploy reaction. Uh, play this when a friendly fighter is dealt one damage precisely. That damage is not dealt to them. Yeah, this is this is pretty good.
1: So the cool thing about this is it it blocks you from dying to the lethal hex.
0: Yep. Or, or a lethal just even ward. Getting hurt
1: by a lethal hex.
0: Lethal Ward, collapse, Mirvacchi. Yeah, yeah.
1: All these, all these plink damage spells that you're, and, and cards that you're seeing. This kind of just is a free, free get out card. I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird because the the effect is good, but it's like, are you going to put this in your deck over? You know, yeah, kind of ploy. I know I
0: it's a see. little, it's a little bubble cardish, but but on the other hand, like that does happen.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Would you put it in Thorns, where you're you're worried about people blasting you off the objectives because you don't take damage from the lethal; it's only from the cards. Mm. You put it in Grimwatch. I don't know; their cards are so good already. Interesting yeah, card though.
0: I think you might definitely put it in something like if you're gonna if you're planning on playing with like a lot of lethal hexes around. You yeah, know, you depending on the in, board um, you pick,
1: gets too. gets if he if Nurk hurts himself, you can play that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep there are situations i I, I think that it, it it that would be very warband dependent um and also very matchup dependent but um if you're if you're a player who likes to play with like a lot of lethal hexes and that's becoming a big deal in this game now in this beast grave season mm-hmm. um i I can see this getting a little bit of play i mean I think it's worth messing around with at very least all right <clears throat> all right the next one goes to and this is another arm uh this is another award. This is going to be called the paradox armor award given to the dumbest card in the pack. Okay. Just absolute hot garbage card. Paradox armor is famously freaking terrible. Um, and so this one is going to go to uh unnatural truce. Now unnatural truce says uh, draw up to two power cards And then each other player draws up to one power card. Let's begin at the beginning. If you draw this card in your hand, and then you play it, and then you draw two power cards. You had to you really just drew one card, didn't you? Because you had to throw this one away. This card to do it, yeah. To get two, right? So already you're only up by one card, and then your opponent. Gets to draw one card. So basically, you and your opponent gain a card.
1: Yeah, that's 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 really tough to do to to give your opponent a card. Why would you do that? Yeah, that is if it was similar. See, and the 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 thing that makes uh um what's the one where you draw three if you're on the objective
0: uh frenzy search frenzy
1: search yeah the thing that makes frenzy search so good is that you you have you play the card and then you draw three so you're essentially up two cards if you do that right right so well
0: you, you just, have to throw one away
1: right yeah so you draw three so you have to throw the the card away to play it to draw three so you're you're up two basically
0: you're up one because you have to throw this one away and you have to throw another one away but the oh, good yeah, thing about right, that you're, is, right, you're right but the good thing about that is that your opponent doesn't get crap yeah don't give your opponent something they need yeah terrible Cool. let's not stupid. talk about this
1: anymore.
0: That's not. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh we're going to go to uh where we're also going to mention this card Wild Form and Wild Form is going to get the aggressive defense award. This is the <laughs> card this is the award given to the most needlessly complicated card in the pack.
1: Okay. You can read it yourself. All right. It's, it's, it's uh, too complicated it's to go over. Very around.
0: complicated. Yeah. All these things that happen, you have to roll the same symbols and you get one plus one damage for range one and two attacks. But...
1: Yeah, that's weird. Okay. You on. can't do it on the
0: shoot attack, and then you get something... It's just, like, it's so complicated. Uh, kind of a cool artwork, but besides that, it's just, like, a ridiculous card. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Uh, moving on, let's go to the upgrades. And we have some really good upgrades, especially, uh, especially these two new... Amber Bone Weapons. Amber Bone Weapons are pretty good. They're they're definitely viable. Uh, we got Amber Bone Dagger and Amber Bone Spear coming out in these two packs. Um, so the Amber Bone Dagger is if there's one or more crits in the attack roll, the attack action has cleave. Um, and it has the exact same attack profile as like Riptooth.
1: Well, it's th- yeah, three dice on swords. And if you swords. get a crit, then it has cleave
0: which is yeah same same thing when he's uninspired or something yeah, like that yeah. and then um of course if you kill something you can use the amber bone dagger to gain an extra glory point
1: this is nice if um you know you play like branching fade or something like that in your deck and you want to yep. give one of your little um dangle burrows a, a little weapon upgrade yep got an extra it's glory pretty great. if you kill someone
0: This actually might be pretty good in the Grimwatch because, you know, you get the, uh, you get, those guys are so fast. It is possible that they, the Crypt Ghouls, uh, that is, it is possible that they'll run up to something and just stab it in the back. Yep. And then of course, Amberbone Spear is the same as your, you know, your Nolson Spear. Uh, except instead of getting rerolls uh, against wizards, which is ridiculous because there's so few wizards that are actually like around. Um, this one you get the glory point, but but the the main reason why this is good is because you get the the range two, yeah. uh, two hammers, two, um, and and two damage yeah, range so two with two hammers for tough. two damage
1: is a massive massive upgrade for one of your yeah. little crap guys. You know, crypt ghouls, yep. chain rasps. It's, or or if you're really playing dangerous
0: yeah or guardians if you put it on slain and her yeah, double yeah, tap yeah. attack yeah so um i like these they're they're pretty good up, uh weapons upgrades uh i think you should definitely give them a look um we have another tome of offering Award winner um this one from the man trappers uh expansion and this one is remember that's the one that you have to buy the expansion to get this one card yep. um it goes to cryptic companion
1: This card's ridiculous.
0: Damn. Cryptic Companion. Okay. Cryptic Companion is an upgrade. This fighter becomes a quarry. If this fighter is a quarry,
1: which they are, and holding in Okay, so we've seen this wording. Hold on real quick. We've seen this wording before, but now there's (coughs) one card we've seen. We're not going to talk about it, but there's one card I saw that says this fighter is not a quarry and cannot be a quarry any longer. I saw that. It's an upgrade. So that's why Uh, it says this.
0: Oh, I see. So like if they have both of those, it's no if longer. You ha- a quarry. Yeah. So
1: if you have if you have that card that makes you not a quarry and you can't become one, then this card doesn't work. You have it. You have both of them. All right. Yeah. That's Sounds why good. they have that.
0: So uh so th- if this fighter is a quarry, if this fighter is a quarry and is holding an objective at the end of an action phase, that's like right before you go to the end phase,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you gain one glory point. Mm-hmm. It's slumbering key.
1: Every action Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just good at, you know, the end of the game. It's good for, you can put it on and turn one and start doing stuff. Damn. Yeah. And it even works with that card where, that that one where you get a guard token and then you get to re-roll if you're a quarry. Yeah. Pretty good. If you want to hold the objective, you know, if you have one guy who you really want to hold the objective, you can play this on him. And then if they come attack you, you can play... You can get a guard token and re-roll. <laughs> yeah, this is nice. good.
0: Uh, you know, especially, you know, if you just want to have, like, one guy on your warband just be the cryptic companion guy. Mm-hmm. Just sitting in the back, standing on an objective, just chilling, scoring three glory. You can have, like, Targor do this. Yeah,
1: this is going to go in a lot of decks, and it's oh, going yeah. to get restricted. 100- yes. I, 100%. I
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you, so play you with smoke this while you can smoke it while you got it yeah yeah absolutely all right so there you go cryptic companion uh let's move on uh the next upgrade we like is this one jared's spirited sphere yeah kind of a
1: cool he one to,
0: he went to jared yeah and got a spirited sphere
1: <laughs> this yeah, one it's a, it's a diamond right it's, well <laughs> it's or, right it's there's something oh, i don't yeah. know a pearl.
0: so um right uh so this is this is really good um From amon Jared. kusro right <laughs> exactly amon kusro already uh rejiggered the um what do you call it the 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 thunder buddies that i had talked about before and like kind of did it where instead of using like i was using seeking stones seeking in it, stones, yeah but this is even better because this is now like b- basically you get to put fulmination on amos or Rassus.
1: yeah it's good against the field it's good against mournflight grimwatch and thorns
0: And it's got ensnare.
1: That's why it's actually better than
0: fulmination. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is if you're going to put this on one of them, you definitely want to make sure they have either well of power or arcane savant so they can get a couple more uh, dice. Mm -hmm. But I can see that getting play in, in thunder buddies. Basically it's good for thunder buddies.
1: Right. And then the the good thing about the seeking stones with uh, thunder buddies was that you could put the lightning whip upgrade on them as well. And then it would be a two damage ensnare attack. Right. So this, uh, this, I guess, would work but you the can. same way.
0: Well, I don't know if you can do it with this because, I don't know, can you do it with that? Does Lightning Whip have a have a range restriction or no?
1: No, it doesn't. That's it why doesn't? it works with, with C. Oh, okay.
0: Stones. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So there you go. All right. Uh, the next one we have is one called Scattered. the Scattered Tome. The Scattered right. Tome yeah. is a uh, another one of those lost pages by the way and so is uh Jared's Sphere. Um if this fighter is surviving at the end of the third action phase gain one glory point for each lost page upgrade this fighter has. So I don't know is this the new like acolyte Yeah. We're not sure. It's, we and it's not an objective.
1: Yeah, it's an upgrade.
0: Yeah. Interesting, yeah, which
1: is which is kind of good and bad, because it's if you really if you're really digging for an objective in your deck, you can get to it fairly reliably, right? But so going through your entire power deck, even with exactly 20 cards, yeah. Not not always possible.
0: I mean games, you, you could bagger tricks, you can use any of the yeah, deck milling ones. Yeah, you have to do that. Um you can uh you know, you can just be really, you know, vigilant about throwing away stuff as you go. Mm-hmm. um i i don't know maybe there's something maybe there's a, a a deck building you know possibility here
1: well it'd have to be a magic deck right because all the pages are yeah spells. yeah well
0: it would have to be it would have to be a deck that it would have to be a warband that had a wizard that yes. you can keep alive but of course i think if you're going to do it with anything the again the obvious choice here is going to be thunder buddies but mm. i'm um, not sure if they
1: really need to do this i'm not yeah know, I, don't, I don't know if sure they if do it's either kind of wrecking your objective deck to put all this stuff in
0: anyway it's it's a very interesting know
1: this is something you know when you see um you know when you first review cards like uh acolyte of the cataphranes you're like hmm are people going to do this you know so make sure you keep your eye on on this card yep. going forward it might all be right. the next big thing they might have to restrict all the lost pages and and the scattered tone <laughs> a year from all now right.
0: All right, and uh, we have one more uh, to talk about because it gets the Unintentionally Sexual Card Name Award and it goes to Finishing Blow. Hmm. Okay, moving on. I feel like we've gotten to all of the objectives that are kind of worth noting in this group. Um, And we will talk about the individual factions uh, coming up in in future episodes. And uh, now we're going to go to Keys to Salvation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the key to salvation this episode is going to uh, be a quote from the the film Cool Hand Luke, where uh, in the film somewhere they say, sometimes uh, nothing is a pretty cool hand. And uh, so inspired by that, uh, I just wanted to say that, uh, and this is the tip, sometimes doing nothing, just sitting back and letting things happen, is actually the best thing you can do um uh, i'll give you an example of this i was playing a vassal game against jason from uh battle uh battle mallet and uh, i was foolishly playing the nurgle and he was very smartly playing mournflight and it got to a point where uh he was up by a good amount of glory, like maybe maybe five or six or something like that. And I didn't know what he had in his hand. And it was kind of like the last couple of activations. And he could have he could have attacked. He had uh, Lady Harrow was left and all of his other ghosts were dead. And I had, I think, uh, who's not, not Sepsimus? Who's the other guy?
1: Gurgalock gurglock whatever his name right that
0: guy that dude yeah and so he he and uh fecula were kind of close by and could definitely have been killed but but i jason just sat there and he's like you know what i don't need to do this and he he played what's that one where you there's uh that one card where you double your move uh for one of them and he just like played that drifted off into the corner and just (laughs) sat there and just let the game end Mm -hmm. Um, he was up by enough that, uh, I, I needed to attack his guy. If he came at me, I would have had that chance.
1: Right. If you're way so, ahead and you're, and you know, your opponent can't score anything unless they engage with you. Sometimes just running away, you ju- you'll just win, you know, right. You,
0: Some, sometimes not, you don't attacking. have to score the cards
1: in your head in your hand to win yeah. the game. You can just prevent them from, yeah.
0: Right. So, so what I'm saying is, especially towards the end of the game, uh, you have to you have to kind of read the situation and go like maybe I should do nothing, maybe I should just draw a card.
1: Well, it's important maybe in the early game too because a lot of times when I'm playing Rippas, you know, I don't want to charge in there right away so you can yeah. be on my guy the whole time. You know, I want to I want to go in there at the last activation, or if you're doing um if you're playing against uh, Grimwatch, you want to put your second or third guy in their territory, you know, towards the the end of the activation phase. So what a lot of times you can do is well, when I'm playing Rippa's, I'll, I'll draw a card in the first one or two activations. So that way I know I'm going to charge with Rippa or somebody else in the fourth, you know, I've already made that decision. So now I'm just trying to get, you know, draw cards like, uh, that improve my accuracy or something like that.
0: Yep. I, I used to do that with Malog also, because, yep. uh, you know, you wouldn't have, I would draw a card, usually the first two activations, mm-hmm. and then I would move and charge or, or charge and, mm-hmm in charge if I could get him uh, inspired before then, Um, you know, and then of course there was that other uh, example that I said when I was playing Matt Martine, where I was going to score a ghostly torment, but if I had attacked the guy and killed him, then I wouldn't be able to score it. So actually sitting there and drawing a card instead of making the attack netted me more glory than actually landing the attack. And I think I just ended up going in the next round anyway and killing him. So, um, yeah, sometimes so, yeah, I I'll mean...
1: mulligan my objectives with thorns or something like that. Like if I win the, the objective tokens, I'll try to mulligan something in the first activation or so to get supremacy. Is that because, you know, early on in the game is usually the best time you're going to be able to get that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take it easy in the game. You don't have to go nuts in the beginning or the end of the game. Right. I mean,
0: sometimes the game you have to go sometimes, hard. Yeah,
1: sometimes you do have to do that.
0: But sometimes... You don't have yes, to, but so- <laughs> just sit <laughs> back and just let, yeah. let, let I'm, I'm serious. Just sometimes just let the game end.
1: Yeah. That's a good yep. point.
0: Okay. So, uh, so that's it. Uh, did we do it?
1: Yeah. I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed the undies episode and, um, that was fun. Back to, uh, regular, regular programming. Just,
0: just, just talking crap for an hour and a half yep and then
1: so coming up, coming up we have the faction reviews for hrothgorn's man trappers and the worm and we have some yep. cool guests lined up and we hope you enjoy those episodes
0: absolutely and and randall you're playing the the man trappers
1: yeah this weekend yep
0: and i'm doing the uh the nurgle and i'm already mm-hmm. mad that i chose these guys
1: well We We have have fun here. We have fun here. We'll
0: talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right. Let's go. Um. Anyway, yeah. uh, So just to remind everybody, uh, you know, please go on uh iTunes and Podbean. And now,
1: oh, we're on Spotify now. We're on Spotify now. You can listen to us us on on Spotify. You can find it.
0: Beautiful. So we can do that. And uh, you know, like us on Facebook. And definitely, if you have a chance to hit like or uh, you know, uh, subscribe or follow or whatever it is that you can do you should do that because we're cool and nothing is cooler than saying that you're cool Mm -hmm. so uh so cool uh so thanks everybody for listening and uh for battle for salvation this is max bernstein i'm randall and we'll see you all next time